Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. As we head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino hotline, and we're joined by the longtime uh, television analysts of Carolina Hurricane Broadcasts, and we've had him on the show multiple times over the years. Um... This guy has a lot of charisma, uh, unlike some other color guys that I might know and look at on a daily basis. We welcome back to the show, Trip Tracy. Hello, Trip. How you doing? Hi, Bob. Uh, great to hear that your wonderful vocals. The question is, do you have those fabulous Bob Stoffer glasses on your forehead right now, resting above your eyes? Yes. You you like that? You like that when I got those cheaters, those readers going? I like it when, yeah, it's, it's extremely academic uh, with the guru that you are of, of hockey, but the Western uh, Hockey League in particular, and they rest just perfectly on your cranium. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you're wearing them. Okay, so I went to the University of Alberta uh, and was a very below-average student. Uh, as I recall, did you not attend an academic powerhouse in Ivy League school in the States where you played goal? I did go to Harvard, and I am a living, breathing example that the hardest part is getting in. (laughs) Did you finish your degree or what? Oh, yeah. I started in economics, and and I had to struggle to get a D-plus because there's really not a lot of gray area in economics. And uh, so then I switched to uh, world history, and I'm sure that my professors from my sophomore through my senior year just said, I don't agree with anything he said. But he sort of, he cited the reading material, so I'm going to give him a B minus. So I go. got through. You got through. That's nice <laughs> say that. My buddy, Guy Godowski, was the head coach at Princeton. He's now at Penn State. And I used to joke with him, you couldn't get into Princeton. And he said, well, neither could you, Stoffer. And he was right. Uh, but uh, it does take, uh, when you, uh, we'll get to Sebastian Ajo in a second here. Who were a couple of the better players at Harvard at the time that you were playing there, Tripp? My captain my freshman year uh, was Ted Drury, and he had just come back from his first uh, Olympics with the United States, and then he played the second Olympics before he broke in with the Calgary Flames. And now, as time flies, Bob, his son Jack, is on the Hurricanes. Okay. Um, uh Craig Adams, who played close to a thousand games, he was a freshman uh, when I was a senior. Uh, we almost won the national championship my 
sophomore year we lost in the final four. We had some guys that that probably after we lost the season due to the lockout in 2004-2005 and the game change would have really excelled but didn't have really distinguishing NHL careers. Harvard has really had a lot of star players uh, since then. The Adam Foxes of the world and I think about Alex Killorn. Uh, their program is good now. We had some very good teams but really Ted Drury and Craig Adams were the most uh, documented uh, NHL guys. I, I always give our friend Rod Brindamore heat because uh, he was heavily recruited uh, by Harvard. Of course went to Michigan State. He did have the grades to get into Harvard. Didn't like the gym. And uh, his one year his freshman year at Michigan State before he turned pro was St. Louis. Uh, in the Final Four, he got beat and eliminated from national contention by Harvard. I never let him live that down. That's he could have been there. Who, uh, by the way, who be, who not you? Like uh, Michigan State was a big power back then. Joe Murphy came out of Michigan State. Craig Simpson, who did our show for a number of years, uh, Simpson would have been the number one pick in the '85 draft, but refused to go to Toronto. Murphy went number one to Detroit. Uh, was was did this sort of pre your time at Harvard? Did that precede Lake State becoming? a powerhouse or were they one of the teams that was in the mix back then uh you know were the golden gophers in minnesota denver who, who were some of the powerhouse schools when you were playing my freshman year, actually, Lake Superior State was, because uh, I always followed them closely, because my closest uh, friend in hockey growing up, because we always played on the same team, was Brian Ralston. Okay. Um, and and my so he was at Lake State, uh, and, and they were good. And then my freshman year, because I remember how pumped I was, because our team was pretty good. And at one point in, like, January, we got some national first-place votes and stole a couple from Maine. And... Uh, uh, that was a big deal because Maine had Paul Carrillo won the Hobie Baker that year. Um, they had Gar Snow and Mike Dunham in goal. They had uh, they didn't end up doing much in the NHL, but Peter and Chris Ferraro were first-round picks. Uh, Jim Montgomery was on Maine. Uh, the, 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 so Maine was good. BU was good. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, Ted was my captain, and then Chris, his brother, who we all know, wanted to go to Harvard. His grades could not get there. He wanted to go there, and thankfully, things happened for a reason. He went to BU, and the rest is history. But BU was very good, too. Michigan. Michigan always had powerhouse teams. Yeah, absolutely. We're joined right now by Trip Tracy, the longtime television analyst of the Carolina Hurricanes. All right, Sebastian Ajo signed to an extension today, eight years, $9.75 million. We were talking about it earlier. You know, when Ajo was on that uh, line that featured the second overall pick in 2016, uh, you know, pretty good player and Patrick Line and yes Pugliarvi the Oilers fourth overall pick in 2016 was actually the MVP of the World Juniors that year Ajo was the forgotten man well right now he's the best of those three players and he just signed an eight-year extension and that has got to be mammoth for the organization that you work for you know Bob it is um, you know I, I, I go all the way back to you know, I really enjoyed UC Jokinen, who is from Ulu in northern Finland, just as Sebastian is, Pekarine, um, a handful of other NHL players. But UC, aside from the way that he played the game and had a very fine career, uh, such a cerebral player. Uh, and, and I, to this day, have a great relationship with UC. I, I loved 
spending time with Yossi and actually Yoni Pitkinen uh, because Yoni's game came and went. But I love that they knew the league like they did, and we'd have great dinners and conversations on the road about hockey. And Yossi told me before the 2015 draft and then right after the Hurricanes plucked him in the second round, uh, he said, are you ever going to love this Sebastian Ajo? And when UC said something, I really listened. And from his first day in the NHL, he came right from the World Cup, which, uh, you know, he competed in uh, before he played a game in the NHL uh, for Team Finland. That's how highly they thought of him. Uh, his compete, his love of the game, uh, his hatred of losing, his unselfish attitude, starting on wing, moving to center at the appropriate time, Bob. You know, this is going to be my 25th year uh, broadcasting for Carolina coming up this fall. You know, there have been some tremendous players that have come through Carolina. Obviously, a Stanley Cup championship along the way in 2006. Sebastian Ajo would be on my Mount Rushmore of favorites. I love watching him play the game, but more importantly, I love that there's zero drama with Sebastian. None. Uh, Low-maintenance personality, only cares about the team, and the fact that the Hurricanes have been close for a variety of years now and haven't been able to win, uh, I love the fact that he hates losing so much. So with all of that, uh, that won't change, even with this uh, incredibly lucrative uh, eight-year extension that will kick in, not this season, but next season, he will not change because of those characteristics. I could see him as a future captain. And I think it's a great moment for the Hurricanes, too, my friend, because um, with as relevant as Carolina has become, uh, Sebastian, knowing him like I do, he would not commit like he just has on his birthday today uh, if he didn't totally believe that the Hurricanes will do everything that they can do from an ownership and management perspective uh, to give themselves a chance to win every year. And it's also, you look at the outdoor game last year, which I thought was a terrific success. Um, and I thought really spoke very proudly about the Carolina market. Uh, it's Sebastian's commitment as well speaks very glowingly, I think, about how much he loves being a Carolina Hurricane and the fan base and the fact that hockey has become so relevant there. So, you know, yes, it's a big financial commitment by the Hurricanes. I think it's a very good one. Um, I think he's very well represented by an agent you know very well from the West named Jerry Johansson. And, uh, but I also think it's a, it's a terrific commitment on Sebastian's part. Uh, everything that is great in Carolina, which shows the growth of the franchise. And it's, it's a very fine day for the Hurricanes as well. Well, uh, they've gone either second or third round each of the last five years. Like so they're in the mix every year. Um, I know Eric Tulski's there, and we have Brian Lawton on the show on a weekly basis, as you know, for you know 44 weeks of the year, and he talks. Carolina's doing some things that I, Tom Dundon's, and and maybe you can educate our listeners. I mean, Tom, is it fair to say Tom would be a hands-on owner, and are the Hurricanes an organization that is fully committed to things like analytics as well? And it was a world history, as we mentioned, when I struggled through college and really specifically American history. Uh, the Hurricanes, when I look at government in the United States, they have a tremendous uh, setup of checks and balances. What do I mean by that? Um, you have an owner that uh, has spent to the cap or with injuries like they had with 
just last year of Pacioretty's Fetchnikov. Um, you know, I could go through a, a whole myriad of lists that their 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 payroll was actually far above the cap. Uh, their prior owner was a Hall of Famer and very important in my life, Pete Carmanis from here in Michigan, where I am right now. Um, when the the cap came in, it was the exception to the rule that the Canes were a cap team. So they have an owner since he bought the team uh, that has been up against the cap, and I have no expectation that's going to change. They have a wily veteran uh, general manager in Don Waddell that has great relations. It's supremely good relationships around the league for a reason because he's a great guy. Uh, And I think he's a very, very astute deal maker. He's patient when he needs to be. He's aggressive when he needs to be. Tom Dundon uh, does not hide from the fact that he very much values analytics. Eric Tolsky was at Harvard at the same time I was. Uh, he was a physics major. Shockingly, we never ran into each other at that time. Hard to believe. We traveled in different circles. Yeah. Um, but then the big check and balance, truthfully, uh, with all of those other very uh, advantageous pieces is Rod Brindamore. Uh, because Rod Brindamore has been uh, an elite coach in the league since he began coaching because the team showed belief that he'd be able to do it without any head coaching experience. Um, his ability to communicate, obviously, his playing pedigree uh, that I still uh, hope is going to land him in the players category in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, they I'm sure they have some battles, you know, because, like, for instance, I think Carolina, to get over the hump, Bob, needs to be harder to play against. Yep. Does analytics put a value on that? Not necessarily. Have they had some tremendous moments based upon that they're on the cutting edge with regards to analytics? Absolutely no question about it. So when I say checks and balances, they're going to have disagreements. But I think there is that respect in the people that I just mentioned that they have these conversations, and you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. Boy, you look at their track record, they're on a heck of a run right now. Um, But they have all of the right personalities to have a very successful organization when you look at Tom, Don, Rod, the statistical department with Eric, as you mentioned. And I think it's a big reason for their success uh, that has been pretty the most consistent, certainly in my uh, quarter of a century. All right, Trip Tracy, longtime Carolina Hurricanes analyst, joining us in Oilers now, Bob Stauffer with you. Trip, the Hurricanes have uh, stolen the Oilers' thunder a couple times, and I'm going to speak specifically of the 2017 draft. Now, there was no chance Martin Natchez was going to fall to 17 that year. That's where the Oilers got Yamamoto, who this year uh, they included they, they just simply couldn't keep a three million dollars in a flat cap world but i think natchez is one of the most underrated players in the national hockey league and then you got seth jarvis you mentioned jerry johansson represented by the sports corporation you got him at 13 uh, in 2021 pick before dylan holloway and is, is it fair to say natchez and jarvis are uh, uh, they're certainly both top six forwards for your team carrying forward but they're a huge part of the future in Carolina. I would say um, with those two players who you appropriately mentioned, uh, first of all, Natchez in, in, in 2017, uh, that was the previous regime. That was, without question, uh, Ron Francis's most successful first-round pick. Uh, he did draft Sebastian Ajo, which is a fabulous find in the second round of the 2015 draft. He missed uh, on, on a lot of his other first-round picks, including Jake Bean, Julian Gauthier, 2016. I think 
based upon the caliber of the 2015 draft throughout, that you, great guy, good 5-6, but I don't know, I think it, where Noah Hannafin was drafted, you might call him a miss. Um, wow. Natchez was without question uh, Ronnie's uh, best find. Uh, he led the team in scoring uh, in, in the regular season this past season, in particular in clutch moments. He had trouble translating that to the playoffs, uh, but I have every belief that you know it, it, that is something that will be a positive progression in his game. He was a massive part, massive part, uh, not just leading the team in scoring, but the clutch moments late in regulation games and regulation and in overtimes that translated to probably somewhere between an extra 10 and 15 points. He's got to learn to be able to deliver the goods with uh, compete to succeed like that in the playoffs. Seth Jarvis really had me from hello. Um, <laughs> when you mentioned, uh, you know, before a he had me from hello. I know, Bob, this is not revisionist. You've told me it from the get-go many, many years ago. Um, but I think it represents what had been at times a passive Hurricanes organization, passive, patient, however you want to say it. This was a very creative move because at the time, the Hurricanes acquired and then bought out Patrick Marlowe so they could get the first-round pick that they used to select Seth Jarvis. You know, I'm sure there are a ton of financial analytics that go into that. What are we spending to buy out Patrick Marlowe? What are the chances we get a player that could become, in this case, certainly I think a core player, for many, many years in Seth. So I think that's a very impressive moment, a creative moment, an aggressive attacking moment. Just everything that happened to eventually select Seth Jarvis, I love the kid. Uh, I, I love that he plays about a foot and a half taller than he is. Nothing different from everything I've ever observed, even when I was playing the minors, that I always gravitated to Western Hockey League players. They were always the vast majority of my close friends. Um, and Seth... He made the team when there wasn't room for him as a rookie. Uh, he had a terrific rookie season. Probably, I would say, learned in training camp last year that you have to maximize your offseason. And I would expect him to come into camp in tremendous shape this year. He is an unbelievably likable personality. Uh, and I just love his fearless grit and courage uh, that obviously is complemented by his skill and ability to finish that I have unbelievably high hopes uh, for his future. You could make an argument, Bob, it, it, as is the case with a lot of young players, it was a little bit of feast or famine last year. But you could make an argument that even with Sebastian Ajo in the conversation, that Seth Jarvis could turn into being the most gifted natural goal scorer, however you define how you view a natural goal scorer that the Hurricanes have on their roster. I, it, it, he had some tough learning curves. He was very honest about it in his sophomore season last year. That is not atypical from you know countless other players. But I, I love him as a player, love his personality, and I just I think that he is just going to get better and better and better. I really do. Trip, we appreciate you taking time to join us during the summer. Good news for the Hurricanes on the Ajo front. We'll see you down the road, my man. Bob, when do the Canes play Edmonton? I haven't. I'm a day at a time guy. When do the Canes play Edmonton for the first time? Trying to get through the next show. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
no, I, hey, we got to let you go. Thanks for having me. But we came in October last year, and it was 65, 70 degrees in Edmonton. That ain't happening this year because I know we're coming there in December. There you go. Well, we'll do our best. Thanks a lot. Take care. Love you, Bob. You bet. 125 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick time out. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We'll be talking about Darnell Nurse coming up with David Staples from the Cult of Hockey at uh, 105 today. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. 127 in Edmonton, this text comes in from the Brew Crew. He says, Bob, we can say that Oilers now can place too much emphasis on trivia or fussy things, you know, persnickety. Nah, never. Thankfully, Brendan is there for the show. Great stuff, man. That comes to us from Brew Crew. (laughs) I'd never heard of that term before, persnickety. So, like, wow. But it is an effective, like, when you think about it, it makes sense as to what the word is. It's a little bit snobbish. I think Vancouver hockey fans might be a little entitled, and I'm I'm not sure where that uh, deserved sense of entitlement would come from. I think they're a little delusional myself. Ah, yeah. You know? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I once had one of them say to me, or Stanley Cup years. I'm like, when was that? In, In order to have Stanley Cup years, you actually have to win the Stanley Cup. Like, yeah, you made it to the final. You blew it in 2011. You had home ice. You're up 2-0 in the series. All right. Uh, we should mention Brent Ridge Ford. Uh, some good news. They've just received the largest allocation of trucks and SUVs they've had in years. Most of these units are scheduled to be built in August for fall delivery. They've got discounts as high as 8K on F-150s. Now is the time to purchase your new truck. If you want to be treated fairly at every level of vehicle ownership, call Rich, Johnny, or Uncle Milt, 780-352-6048. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Uh, it is 129 in Edmonton. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update. Kevin Robertson is going to join us. And when we come back from the cult of hockey, David Staples. This is Oilers Now.